0: Welcome to Life Church. We are an X242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Yeah, so didn't sleep that well last night, but I'm full of caffeine. (sighs) So, truly, what could go wrong? (laughs) Who knows? No. And uh, yeah, so normally I do kids. So this is the main difference. Okay. By now, someone will have taken over and they'll have been running with it. Like literally, all you have to do is to draw a breath and they're off. It could be related to what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, if you, if you sat there and we're talking about prayer this morning, think about praying for Ethan and Ellie and, and Daniel because the, the youth are no better. They're no, no better at all. So yes, we're continuing our series on prayer. And uh, I would like to put a little uh, caveat right now. I said yes, and then Nick said it's all about prayer. And I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm going to confess my own weaknesses by the end of this, okay? Because I find that when I'm stood in front of you, I confess everything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today, it's passionate prayer. And it's praying for brokenness with a heart to build again. So you won't find many places in our society where people would pray for brokenness. But there are things in our lives that need to be broken. There are times when we need to be broken in order for God to build again. I would like to talk about Nehemiah. I absolutely love talking from the Old Testament. Partly because the stories are very interesting, but also because it's 500 BC. So that's two and a half thousand years ago this guy lived. And it's just to hear the words from people from so long ago. Um, so from his lifetime, we can see that he lived when the Persian Empire so so powerful so it had several provinces and he actually lived in susa he was a jew but we can't see any evidence that he ever before this period of time he'd never actually visited jerusalem he'd never been to his homeland he was somewhere where he hadn't planned to be he'd been taken into exile but he'd found himself in a position of power so king um artaxerxes no yeah, it is. So um, he was—he was there, and he, and so Nehemiah was cupbearer to the king. So he had a, a position of influence. So now we're going to read what happened one day to Nehemiah, and so this is the report that came to Nehemiah. So the words of Nehemiah, son of Hacaliah. So, at this moment, Nehemiah is hearing some very bad news, and who knows that in our lives things can go wrong in just a moment. So, up until this point, he was probably feeling that those that escaped the exile that were in Jerusalem were those that were better off than him. But those men and those women who were in Jerusalem, the walls were broken down, the gates were gone, and that for anyone at that time would have been very significant. Those people are vulnerable. They have no protection. They, and one of the words that really stands out to me is shame. And who knows the emotion that, that I think I would consider probably the worst is that word shame. And they were full of shame. Now, his first response was to pray. I really wish mine was always to pray. Mine is to flap, try fix, get cross, then pray. But Nehemiah prayed because he said, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. His heart broke. In that moment that he heard that his city, his homeland, was destitute, that the people there were in shame, he was heartbroken. and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes and the rules that you command your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples, But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. They are your servants and your people, whom I have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant, And to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name. And give success to your servant today. And grant him mercy in the sight of this man. And that was the king. Now I was cupbearer to the king. So then he said, this is now the position. So his heart broke. What did he do? He wept. He fasted and he prayed. He weeps, he fasts, he prays. These are the three things that he does at this moment. His heart is broken, he weeps, he fasts, he prays. Does that sound familiar? Our example in the New Testament, our Jesus, he wept, he fasted, he prayed. So as we look at Jesus' emotions, he came down to earth and he became human, he became man. Now, actually, it's it's funny, because now he's back in heaven, and I was reading a book actually just recently, and it was saying that sometimes we forget, we kind of imagine that Jesus was human for 33 years, and now he's back in heaven. But he's human now. He is the man in heaven. He is there at the right hand of his father, but he's as human now as you and I are, and he was a fully emotional man, full emotions. I think sometimes I don't know if it's because most of us here are British, but it's almost like sometimes emotions and you know are almost like the, a bad thing, you know. And if someone's emotional, oh, goodness, they really need to pull themselves together, don't they? (laughs) Really do, need to sort it out. But as we see Jesus through the Bible, (laughs) Nick laughed at how much Bible I've got on these slides. I'm not reading all the verses. However, I just wanted to bring them up. Jesus heals two blind men. And, you know, there's a large crowd. They cry to him, son of David, have mercy on us. And they tell him what they want. And Jesus had compassion now this Greek word compassion, it's 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 like it's referring to your guts, to your intestines. That's how deeply he felt it. It moved him, it moved him right from inside himself. Another story where it talks about the healing of a leper, and it says Jesus was indignant. The condition of this man and how he was living and healed him. And then Jesus raising the widow's son when he went to Nain and then he saw how this mother's heart broke, his heart went out to her. So he is fully engaged emotionally. Now, I know when I think about emotions and I think about sinful emotions. My, my, my first thought is anger that gets out of control. That's, that's a sinful emotion, isn't it? Where anger and you act on it in a bad way. But actually, we live in a fallen world and our emotions are fallen emotions. And actually, an underreaction can also be sinful. It can also be sinful. Now, I have to be really careful with this sometimes. As part of my job... I, I sort out problems and I have people in front of me. And generally, I, there's never a day when I haven't got at least uh, two or three people that are either very angry or crying their hearts out. So I have a lot of emotion around me all the time. Um, so I know with that, it's, it's very easy to think that I need to switch off my emotions. And in some ways, I do need to be professional but it's also important. And and so it's about, actually, that we aren't to underreact sometimes because Jesus had perfect pity. He had unfiltered compassion and he was not limited by sinful self-absorption. I mean... We sometimes, all of us are so self-absorbed, aren't we? In every situation, it's how is this affecting me? And it's almost like a battle that we continually have, for better or worse, to overcome that. But Jesus had that amazing set of pure emotions. So when we see Jesus, even the times when Jesus was angry and indignant, that's, that was really important, you see, because Jesus is in heaven right now doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's in heaven right now doing the same thing. He's in heaven fully emotional, fully involved with compassion and a heart for, for you, yeah. for all of you, for me. And wouldn't it be different in any hard situation we go through, if in the next room we could actually hear Jesus praying for us. Wouldn't it? (laughs) You would be hugely reassured. The Son of God is praying for you. and That is exactly what he is doing. That is where he is right now. He is interceding on your behalf. You see, Um, because as we stand in the gap for things that we can see that are breaking our hearts and we have to allow our hearts to be broken sometimes. But Jesus is also standing in the gap for us. So God also helps us in our weakness. It's like I said, this, you know, I try really, really hard. And it's funny actually because Nick laughed quite, quite a number of years ago. He said sometimes when I pray, it sounds a bit like an eight-year-old praying. It's good. It was, he was meaning it in his, like a simple fashion. I just speak from the heart. But, you know, sometimes, you, you know, I, I was surrounded. I'm from Pentecostal stock. And oh, my goodness, they could make complex sentences. Do you know what I mean? And there were these and thou's And for a while, I thought that's all that God actually understood. Now, you know, but in our weakness and at the times when our heart breaks and we don't know how to form words... Don't overestimate your words. Don't overestimate your words. Because, you know, if, if, if you could see the heart of a man, would you really be listening to every word he said? You'd be looking at his heart. You'd know his spirit. You'd know his heart. You know, if I could see exactly what everything about Adam right now, just from looking at his heart, he could be talking away, and really I'd know it all already, wouldn't I? It's just about coming to him. In Romans 8, it says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So you just come. Come. You just come to the Father. And I love that through when it says, when it says about wordless groans. So even at those moments where that, that's literally all you've got, it could be something that you're going through personally. I remember I have a friend called Chantel, and, uh, and she was funny. She, she, she rang me, and she, she was quite adamant. Um, we need to meet up, we need to meet up. So, you know, we did cut... McDonald's coffee like you do and then she sat there and she she was really stressed about something really upset and she was desperate for me to pray so obviously i prayed for her but then i said have have you prayed about this and she said oh, i i can't pray for 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 things for me why, why on earth not and, so, and she believed in her Catholic upbringing that, that she couldn't pray for herself so she had to find me to pray for her she could pray for others a bit like a bit of a domino effect and it's great that we pray for each other but pray for the situation you're in and pray specifically so I informed her that, that, that she was mistaken she went, she went back and she spoke to a priest and then we had coffee again and she went you're right he says you're right and then and actually, that's happened every single time. I don't know where she's got her information from. So, and it's knowing that the emotions that you bring to God, that He's not phased by any emotion you bring to Him. He's not phased by any desperation. His arms are wide enough. He's not phased by any anger. His shoulders are big enough. He's going to be right there and He's going to be. Everything you need him to be. The name Nehemiah means to bring God's comfort. And that's exactly what God, what Jesus brings to you and what you, in turn, can lead other people to in your prayers. In, and then at the end it says, and give success to your servant today. Now, success for Nehemiah was to go to King Artaxerxes and to go and ask, can I go and rebuild Jerusalem, which he did. It took 52 days, and they established the city again. In fact, Nick and I have been to Jerusalem where we've seen these huge... It's amazing that they did it. The the walls are huge. There were eight large gates. Everything was secure again. He then went back to Susa, and he went back and visited later. And then Ezra came a little while later to make sure the law was established. And so and everything was great, and that was success for Nehemiah. But what's success for us? And it says, you know, give success to your servant today. What is success for us? Well, as it said in the last um, in the last bit that I read... When it says, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in, in accordance with the will of God. It's basically that we bring the will of God into the situation. That we bring, we bring um, people to the foot of the cross. That we bring their concerns. When they can no longer do it, we can do it for them. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, if you're sat there and you think, well, that's discounted me because I am not a righteous person if you're going to, you know, if if you want me to describe myself, righteous isn't one of the adjectives I'm going to use today. But that's okay because our righteousness is Jesus' righteousness purchased for us. You see, Nehemiah was placed for a purpose. He was, you wouldn't have considered that where he was was ideal. He had been brought into exile, he'd been born in exile, and he was living and working in Persia. And you may feel that the situation you're in is not ideal, but God can work out his purpose in that place. Sometimes it's about, though, remembering that to allow a brokenness within us. And to bring it to Jesus. I know that the greatest answers to prayer that I've had in my life have actually been in a state of desperation. And sometimes that state is because I've stepped out in faith and I've done something that scared me. A bit like the prayer I prayed just outside before coming and speaking to you. That was quite passionate. Along the lines of Jesus, I can't actually do this which is actually a very, a very familiar prayer for me. Sometimes I do that at work. Jesus, I can't do this. You're going to have to do this. And it's about actually allowing us to, to be broken, to put ourselves in a position where we need Jesus and that he has to build See, Jesus prayed passionately for sinners and he continues to intercede for you. So, to sum up, you see, Nehemiah prayed passionately for the children of Israel. His name means God brings comfort. He rebuilt the walls while fighting off the enemy, building with one hand, sword in the other, and established a nation once again in Israel. Jesus prayed passionately for sinners continues to intercede for you right now he feels pure undiminished emotions on your behalf and we are called to pray passionately allowing ourselves to be broken in order to build again but I am aware actually I was watching a film last week called 13 lives and it's all about the football team that got rescued from the cave it's a, a very so it is a, a, a quite a, an intense film. Um, but it was one part of it where um, I actually went... Uh, again, um, I'm laughed at for this, because after watching something, I tend to then go and find interviews from people and find out more about things. And there was an interview from, from one of the rescuers about it, and they were asking about... They actually tied the hands and tied the feet of the boys that they brought through... Because they knew that if they woke up like, and, re- and panicked, they would pull at the breathing equipment of the rescuer and then they're both gone. And if you're going to be in a place where you're praying for people, make sure that you yourself know and are confident that you are in the palm of his hand. It's great to be broken for other people, but know that that God also wants to rebuild you and bring a wholeness to your life so that you can be far more effective in being broken for other people. And so there are... So how we respond today. So these are the questions. This is where my confession comes, okay. So some of these that you might think, yeah, that's me more than others so do you look around do you look around you looking with your father's eyes or do you not always see everything going on around you are you just concerned with sort of your day and you're not looking at your neighbour you're not looking at your work colleague you're not looking at the shopkeeper but actually it's about focusing on the people around you to see if there is something that you can pray for Do you allow your heart to break, to feel the emotion? That's difficult. That's difficult if you're in a position where your heart feels quite tender. Are you realistic about the situation? Or are you so super optimistic that you're a little bit not realistic enough? You see, Nehemiah had to hear that news and he had to accept it as the truth. And that that was true and that was happening. Do you bring it to your heavenly father? Or your fixer like me and feel that basically you'll bring it to God if you fail first? That was one of my confessions. Do you fast? See, I haven't mentioned much about fasting. Again, that's, it's, it's whatever you need to do to bring that greater focus. But I would suggest that fasting is good. Now, Nehemiah fasted for four months um, and prayed and wept. And Jesus fasted for 40 days. I don't mean fast as in he went without all food for four months. But he was in that state of anguish for four months. Do we need to pray more and for it to become your first reaction? And do you need to act to move in a different direction? We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchorienting.com